Welcome to Rise from the Scars podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Whiting. This first day of March, and every March, is Women's History Month. And that month provides an opportunity to honor the generations of trailblazing women and girls who have built our nation, shaped our progress, and strengthened our character as people. Throughout our history, despite hardship, exclusion, and discrimination, Women have strived and sacrificed for equity and equality in communities across the country. Generations of Native American women were stewards of the land and continued to lead the fight for climate justice. Black women fought to end slavery, advocate for civil rights, and pass the Voting Rights Act. Suffragists helped pass the 19th Amendment to the Constitution that no American could be denied a vote on the basis of sex. Standing on the shoulders of the heroines who came before them, today's women and girls continue to carry forward the mission of ensuring our daughters have the same opportunities as our sons. Women of the labor movement have achieved monumental reforms to help all workers secure the better pay, benefits, and safety they deserve. The LGBTQI plus women and girls are leading the fight for justice, opportunity, and equality, especially for the transgender community. Women and girls continue to lead groundbreaking civil rights movements for social justice and freedom so that everyone can realize the full promise of America. But despite the progress being made, women and girls especially women and girls of color, still face systematic barriers to full participation and wider gaps of opportunity and equality. The COVID-19 pandemic has exposed and exacerbated those disparities which have disproportionately impacted women's labor force participation, multiplied the burden on paid and unpaid caregivers, and increased rates of gender-based violence. The constitutional right to abortion established in Roe v. Wade is facing an unprecedented assault as states pass increasingly erroneous restrictions to critical reproductive health, care and bodily autonomy. Workers contend with gender and racial wage gaps that can amount to hundreds of thousands of dollars denied over the course of their lifetimes. The Congress sent the Equal Rights Amendment to the states for ratification 50 years ago, and it is long past time that the principle of women's equality should be enshrined in American Constitution. This Women's History Month, as we reflect on the achievements of women and girls across the centuries and pay tribute to the pioneers who paved the way, let us recommit to the fight and help realize the deep vision of a more equal society where every person has a shot at pursuing their dream. And in doing so, we will advance economic growth, our health and safety, and secure even a nation and the world. There were many amazing women in history, and here are some fun facts. The first woman to run for US president was Victoria Woodall who campaigned for the office in 1872 under the National Women's Suffrage Association. 
while women would not be granted the right to vote by a constitutional amendment for nearly 50 years, there were no laws prohibiting one from running for the chief executive position. Now, Jane Addams was the first woman to be awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. Because of her work with the Hull House, the public philosopher, writer, leader, and suffragist went down as one of the first and most influential and prolific women in American history. Well, when it comes to technology, you might not think that women have played a huge role in development of any computer technology, but you would be wrong. Susan Kerr developed most of the interface elements for Apple Macintosh. Kerr helped develop the bulk of those little icons early Mac users clicked on every day. Even though she left Apple in the 80s, she still is working with innovating new technologies and improving many designs. Women's History Month means celebrating women's accomplishments and the contributions that they have made to make life better for others. Most women history makers equip, empower, and encourage not only women, but men and communities to believe they can achieve big things. What does Women History Month mean to you? Welcome to Rise from the Scars podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Whiting. If you are joining the podcast for the first time, welcome. And if you are returning to the podcast, welcome back. And thank you for continuing to follow the journey. This month is Women's History Month. And I just want to acknowledge all of the women for being so strong, so courageous, so brave, and wearing so many hats and all of the things that we do. Congratulations for being a superwoman at all times and doing that with grace. So this podcast, I want to talk about uh, relationship anxiety. Can you control relationship anxiety? We like when a relationship kind of hums along without any worry, upset, or strife. We want relationships to run smoothly, of course. We don't like it when we become anxious in a relationship over any type of difficulties. We like predictability. And with that, we like to know what to expect from the important people in our life. When we know how to conduct social relationships, we avoid unsettling feelings. We like to do things automatically without thinking every time what each person in the relationship requires. To do so requires more effort than what we want to usually provide. Though we want to have our emotional needs met, the emotional support we receive and give makes us interdependent within our network. Relationships are like seesaws. We try to keep relationship seesaws balanced between what comes to us and what we give to others in our emotional support. For some of us, giving and receiving emotional support is like that seesaw, and that seesaw feels in balance when our end is up and we receive lots of emotional support 
and our partner or our spouse's end is down, with him or her receiving little support. So when others give a lot of support, we receive little themselves and are on the downside of things. But no matter the tilt of the relationship seesaw in the beginning of the relationship, most of us eventually experience some form of conflict. We need the balance of that emotional seesaw no matter how natural it felt for a while. We quickly try to put that seesaw back where it was in the most expedient way we know how. So this taps into the childhood emotional conditioning that we receive. We eventually need the balance that has been missing in our relationship or relationships. So without it, we get emotionally stressed, anxious, and eventually become ill with depression, anxiety, and for some even substance abuse that we are not always in control of, nor can we fix. For example, a man who tries to satisfy and or pacify a demanding wife, he gives and gives until he emotionally is spent out and empty, both feeling anxiety. And then the man becomes anxious because his way of reducing anxiety is to give more, trying to pacify and calm his wife. But he is emotionally conditioned to use this method. His wife's anxiety increases because for her to be less anxious is by making demands, manipulating, coaxing, flattering, and even feeling some sort of anger. She is emotionally conditioned to do this way of relating. But in, with both partners, find that their childhood conditioning fails them. A remedy for that, a remedy to the problem of anxiety in a relationship needs to be that the husband needs more support from the wife. And he needs to give more support to her. And at times, expect less support for herself. They are unable to change because a new path is foreign to both of them. They arrive at a point where anxiety and stresses are high, very high, and they can get depressed or have full-blown anxiety disorder or even substance abuse like I mentioned before. And then at this point, they will need professional help. Please do not hesitate if you get to that point and you need a professional to step in to help you sort through whatever the issues are that you can't navigate through at the time. Because as a child going through emotional conditioning, we tend to pay a price for that. Anxiety is our sure signal that something is wrong in our close relationships. Anxiety indicates that our conditioned emotional responses are failing us. If we alter this situation with professional help, rather than persist with our conditioned approaches that we confuse and fail us, we can improve the relationships. Therapy helps identify the causes of distress, what problems we react to, and how these relationship conflicts exceed coping limits and our early emotional condition roles are, and what our established patterns of giving and receiving emotional support are. If you've exhausted all of your own resources, 
please find someone in your local area that might be able to assist you. Or you can visit my website at soulful-solutions.com for some resources there that hopefully can help guide you. So until the next time, relax, relate, and release the anxiety and live the life you so deserve. Thank you.